baby, we got a pretty normal one for you this week. I couldn't this be bothered. The last and final, Meatball. The last and final. And, you know, maybe the crowning was the friends we made along the way. And maybe the crowning will be a time when we see the winner and we just dump blood right on blood, her. Yeah, I'll put blood all over that cunt. I'm just kidding. I like her. Um, You know, today on the show, we get to the final episode of Spooky Seconds covering Dragula Titans. And we answer the age-old question, whatever happened to predictability? The milkman... The, the meter. construction worker. There was also a cowboy. And uh, one time, uh, there was a doctor. And they all sang the YMCA together. All on MTV. <laughs> Goodbye. I hate it here. M. Oh. Mom! When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with a sloppy second. Oh, diva. Hello, Fuglies. Fuglies. We are your ghoulash ghouls, and welcome right. back to Spooky Seconds. The final Spooky Seconds of the season. Unless there's a surprise 10th episode and this was a joke. You know, is are people really paying attention to Dragula? I think more people watch it than will like than we than we think. I mean, okay. it was the number one watch show on Shudder, but like numbers-wise, wh- who how many people were watching Shudder before that? Like Right. Because I guess what the thing is, is like, okay, so it's Wednesday we're recording this. This I came out mon- Monday night. Yeah. Um, I only watched it just before we started. Mm-hmm. And I got no spoilers anywhere on any social media. I didn't see it on but Twitter. I also I think that you're not really following all the Dragula dolls, girls. I don't like follow I, any or Contestants like I am. Yeah, and I follow right. them all. And so they all had... All except for these top three had opinions. Oh, things to say. Oh, they had some. Well, just more of like a, wait a minute, what? Right, right, right. Which we will get to. But first, let's recap last week. Go ahead. Oh, I'll do it? Okay. Coco (laughs) came in and said, disrespectfully, fuck Fuck y'all. And finally gave some good confrontation on this program. The Fright Feet was a lie detector test that was given by Trisha's good friend, who loves to say faggy little quotes that the Queen said. No, those were written for him, clearly. And Coco pulled. Well, I saw the little smirk on his face when he was like, how many boyfriends do you have, you little dick-sucking, cock-sucker queer? You little whore. You little queer? You little queer whore. Because his name is John. Um, Coco tried to pull a stump by lying the whole time, which I never, I still don't understand what she was up to, but I loved it. Um, Good TV. And she took electronic shocks like a boss. The floor show, the monsters had to reimagine a classic horror icon. Hoso, ho, ooh, Hoso won the challenge, and then there was quickly a double elimination where, um, well, it wasn't quick. It was a long, slow elimination. Where Eva I know, and, and the word quickly dropped. isn't even written anywhere on the thing you're reading. You just added it in. Yeah, baby. That's what they call freestyling. Well, 
And that's where and we're at. Eva and Astrid both got the drop. And right. now we have our top three. Victoria Elizabeth Black. <laughs> Absolutely. And Hoso Teratoma. Truly an icon. Now this is episode three nine. The grand finale. Yeah. And a strange number to end on. Typically shows are six, eight, ten well, episodes. Twelve a, even. A, apparently the first New episode. New season of Drag Race is 16, 16 or 18 episodes maybe with the reunion and the finale. Well, they said that because the first episode was technically a double episode. Or that's what they were calling it. Even though, And it you heard this information long. where? On, I listened to the Boulay Brothers podcast. Now, how often does that show come out? I don't know what their release schedule is, but it is a seriously a nightmare over there. Yeah, it's like as they feel, I guess. Which they is were re- kind of a which cunt is, move. But you know what? Yeah, it is kind of cunty. It's but sort of like we want to say something on our own terms, so we're going to yeah. drop this whenever we feel. My favorite part is that they take commercial breaks to then be like, you bitches ready for the Dragula tour? And like then it just goes back to the episode. As the, are the tour dates like announced? Yeah. Oh, stop. You can get tickets and everything now. Amazing. Okay, so use now we're here. Grandmother episode bitch nine. for 15% off. What'd you say? I said use code grandmother bitch for 15% off. I'm just kidding. I don't know. What? Uh, episode nine is the grand finale, and the episode begins with that skit, that good skit that we saw on the premiere episode. Giving out, giving out boule toes for free. Honey. Anyone want to go shrimp diving? Free feet. Free feet. Uh, it's their they're giving the bride of Frankenstein look. They're lounging on those couches in the underworld again. And on the podcast, at one point on the podcast, Ian said the Phantom Realm, which is sort of like in the world of fantasy where all of the Boulet mon- or all of the Dragula monsters who have been exterminated, have been murdered in past seasons, are coming back to life. They're competing in the phantom realm as ghosts before they're dropped back down to hell. Mm, And I feel like that was a small detail that was expressed in episode one and then never talked about. Obviously, we understood the premise. Like, you go back to hell from whence you came. Yeah, that's And you're on borrowed time. They want us to suspend our disbelief, like, so much that it's like... But I feel like they should just be like, this is the ghost boudoir. This is... The the Phantom Cauldron, we are spirit. Like, they should just say it every week so we buy into it more. I think they kind of try to hint at it, but I don't know. I didn't listen. It's hard. Um, So they basically say they've been saving the best surprise for last. There was no surprise this episode, so I don't know what they were talking about. And then they said... The surprise, the- was, the, the surprise <laughs> was that there was no crowning. Right. And that then was they the, say, that's a goddess girl. Let the games begin. But in my mind, we've been playing these games for nine fucking weeks. <laughs> girl, let, let's let the games, the games c- yeah. conclude. Conclude. <laughs> let the, let games, the winner be crowned. Let the games be done. Be done. <laughs> all right. um, the top three come into the boudoir and they say that they're all shocked that Eva went home. But that it makes sense that Astrid was dropped, that she didn't have the drive left in her. And to basically admit that she felt like she was ready to go home was like her saying, I'm done. And Hoso brings up these fucking consequences again. And she says, 
maybe the consequence was that it was either me or Eva because we were the two people saved. It was going to be one of us to go. And I was like, I feel like they made her say that in order to justify that they said consequences 1,000 times last week. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just sort of like, no, girl, they needed a top three. No, so and it was also like, no, eliminated. we all knew that you weren't going to go. Like, everyone knows that. <laughs> anyway, okay. they're the top three, motherfuckers. That's then, right. Attention, competitors. Make your way to the main stage. And they make this their way to the Titans, main stage. The grand finale. And the challenge is... Um, first you have to prove that you can speak publicly. So all the, all the little monsters will be guests. Are, are they called monsters or am I just saying that? I think they're monsters. Drag monster. Yeah. You're competing to be the world's next drag super monster. Okay. Got it, monster. got it, got it, got it. So they, it's like you know, little Gaga. Gaga. They're all Gaga fans. They all get their paws up. Yeah. <laughs> the way in which... Stephanie wants you to keep your hands above at, your head. At the hands up the whole the concert. Entire the whole concert. time. Just get them hands up. Put, put your, your gay hands, hands up. Put your gay hands up. Ugh, a lot. Can I tell you I went to a party last night? Oh yeah. Wait, why were you okay? So first of many all, people there. you sent me a picture of like the corner of the pool <laughs> of the backyard and you went, Do you know where I am? And I immediately knew that it was Gigi Gorgeous's house. Yeah. Why a friend of mine who is not related to any of the people that we know who know Gigi was like, hey, I'm going to my friend's holiday party. Do you want to come? I was like, sure. And then it was the house. And then it was Gigi's house. And I walked in and I was like, oh, so I You've saw... already seen the tour on Meatball's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been there before. Oh, <laughs> a few times. Do, like, do you want me to list the dolls? Who yes, in I saw Eureka. Okay. Uh, Trix, Eureka, uh, Gottmik, Violet, Willem, Manila, Arise was there. Uh. August Getty greeted me and said, I was just watching Sloppy Live. Are we Getty girls now? Marco Marco was there. No, but what? August is pumping iron. He said, I'm done with the Atelier and I'm getting muscles. I said to him when he walked out of the house, I was like, I was like, you look big. He was like, thank you. I was like, I bet you can't scratch your back, can you? And he was like, it's tricky. <laughs> you know when you get so big, you yeah, can't move you your You can't arms. even like, yeah. Uh. Um, I saw uh, Mike, Mike TV. Oh, I love Mike. Um, we talked about Fat Slut. Um, I feel like there were more people there. Obviously, Gigi and Nats were there. Um La Demi was there. Girl, it was like, you know, it was That's like everybody. It was, yeah, and Chanel uh, Perilla was there. Love Chanel. Uh, it was a great time. Very casual. And then, of course, Kane and, you know, other folks. Hi, Kane. I don't know if he listens to the sloppy Probably episode. Probably not. Or the spooky episodes. But, um, he probably has some self-respect. Uh, yeah, that was, it was... Uh, Did you steal me anything? I didn't steal you anything. And of course I went there and it was like around dinner time and I was like, oh, I'm sure there'll be food. And there was like light snackery. And I was like, I need a sandwich. Yeah, no, they're never going to have full food. No one there's going to get a whole meal. But everyone was eating on the chips, like a lot of chips. Yeah, of course. You need the thin and crispy when you've had so much nose candy. <laughs> All right. So. 
the first step is that you have to prove that you can speak publicly. So you have to, um, they become, all the all the uh, top three will become guests, will be guests on Meepo's favorite podcast, Creatures of the Night. Hosted I gave by them the a Boulay couple Brothers. listens. I gave them a couple listens. They, they really love themselves. Now, um, for the main challenge, they also must conceptualize, create, and perform a colossal floor show that depicts the four tenets of Dracula: Drag, filth, horror, and glamour. And now if... Uh, Auntie Chan would say those, they would sound like drag, drag, filth, horror, glamour, glamour. There you go, there you go. Filth, horror. <laughs> and uh, all while lip syncing to the Boule Brothers' new song, Ascension. Ascension. They now can this use I've... backup dancers, production, video screens, and the full Titan stage setup. This I thought was cool. They were like, you can go ham because we want you to really show out. And yes, but then... did you feel... Oh, Go ahead. I mean, do you want to just talk about those stage shows now? Because No, okay. because not we'll, we'll a lot happened and we're only in the first segment of the I episode. know, but I'm trying to blast through. <laughs> the one thing that I did like about this is that... In the past, at this stage in the competition, they basically have to present. And I feel like this really was the most iconic on bitches season. Where, you where they had, had to do to the three, three. tenants. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this time, there, I liked, I believe I liked the three in one floor show more. Like, or not three in one, like the three different looks. Well, it's interesting because... Because they always say, like, this is about your art, how it relates to the challenge, and, like, we want you to really express yourself. It's cool to see the versatility of an artist, right? Yeah. And so I get this, that it was about, like, up it, do something bigger, use the production. It's not just about presenting a look on the stage, but it's about the full thing. But But I do like when they separate it out. Two of the contestants maybe got confused about, like, what they meant by do a performance because Victoria, uh, we'll talk about it later. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. Okay. Um, and then they make this very, very clear. We're going to consider everything in order to crown a winner. We're going to consider your original season. We're going to consider everything you've done on Titan so far. We're going to consider the podcast interview and just who you are as a person and all your skill sets and maybe, um, how we interact with you on yeah, tour and, and uh, were you fun to be around? And if you ever, ever made us a breastplate or not? And then if uh, you did make us a breastplate, you made us pay full charge. So that's weird. Like it, they made it really, really clear. Which, like, I don't know if you remember on Drag Race, um, but on the All Star season with Jinx, Rue said something where she was like, "We will be considering, um." The lip sync, the results of the lip sync SmackDown, and then they cut away from Rue, and it was ADR that said, and your performance so in the season as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously, like, Jinx is not going to beat Monet in a back to back pop girly lip sync. That's not her jush. No. But and throughout so the competition, they knew she they did. wanted to give it to Jinx. Yeah. So they said, so I understand this, but. I just want them to present rules and then do what the rules say. It's not, yeah. 
so bad. And then... Oh, wait. Just because I brought Jinx up, I saw Jinx was the Daily Holiday Show. Oh, yeah. How was On that? Monday. The new one. So funny. Yeah. It was so cool. good. It was so smart. It was written within an inch of its life in a way that made me feel so safe as an audience member. I was like, this is wacky and weird and fucked up, but like, I know it's going to sort of tie itself up in a bow. There were so many good jokes. It was entertaining. It was joyful. It was thought provoking, but also just like casual. It was great. They're so good. And you know what I fucking loved about it is it was like slick and high production, but there was no set. Like, so it's not like they were like bogged down by a bunch of props. There were like great costumes, a couple of really choice like visual elements, um, but they just did it on a bare stage and they held microphones the entire time. So they did all their acting into a handheld microphone. Like they didn't do the like, like we're doing a play. It was like a cabaret show. I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Now, did someone get blood dropped on them and put a crown on at the end of that? Or did they not <laughs> like, do that either? Because if, if not, then I'm nodding. <laughs> not, yeah. All right, let's take a break. And then, Meatball, you can talk about the podcast. When I have nothing to talk about. I'm ready to be done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it, baby? Bad. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now, that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yeah. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this. Like, make a change in how you think. I think we all think, like, that's just how my brain works or, like, this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change. And you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back. So we're back and we <laughs> are and with... And one thing about us, us is, is we're back. We're back. Okay. <laughs> um, now we go to meet the Boulay brothers and the ghosts. Wait, what? And we're back. The Boulay brothers are no, the No, we're keeping it all in. I don't care. You better fumble. They call themselves, we're your 
were your ghost yeah, hosts? I just misread the sentence. I was just trying to. Okay, the Boulay brothers are the go. We're your ghost hosts. Is that what you're gonna do? Boo. And the Boo, co-host man. is Ian Devogler, Devogler, and they're in the Phantom Realm. <laughs> As you mentioned earlier, have we talked about the Phantom Realm? I I gotta say, I thought we were in hell. <laughs> Maybe that is the Phantom Realm. I think, you maybe, know when things get mytholo- uh, mythological and ooky spooky, they come up with all types of names to describe Yeah, things. and it all just gets, you know, like the, the secret staircase to the, what do they call it? The ghostly gallows and the, they just the name drop everything. spot. Okay. <laughs> they do a post-mortem together about what they've done so far in this season. I thought that felt like it should have been behind closed doors. They were yeah. like, girl, this season's been crazy. We've done so much. And I'm like, you're still doing it. Like, it's yeah, not the like, reunion. It's yet. not over yet. Well, there is no reunion. But that's what I'm saying. It felt weird. It felt like almost them being like, how can we acknowledge that this whole thing was a piece of crap oh without having God, to say, people. what? Doodoo. Not crap. Was, sorry, we can't doodoo. use that language on this spot. It just felt like it's a piece of doodoo. Doodoo. Uh, also, there were no microphones on the table. So which- I deal with this a lot because we are starting at mom to create a lot more visual components. But at the heart of what we make right now are our podcasts. And we are going to be expanding and making other types of internet content. But right now it's podcasts. So in my mind, I want to see a microphone. And like, we talk about like scrolling through TikTok and like looking at content. It's just a set design thing. They didn't need to be on, but there needed to be something there to be like, this is for radio. Because otherwise you're just like sitting at that coffin table talking. Well, that was my other thing. I was like, somehow they've managed to get us all sitting around a fucking table again. Oh, my God. We, we leave the the ghoul room, and now we're at another table. I bet it was the same one. Um, I also was like kind of fucked. It was like weird that they all three came out at once. Why were they not? I wanted to see them one at a time get asked kind of similar questions and then maybe bring them all out and talk about the experience as a whole. But all at once, it was kind of like, okay, now all three of them have to sit there and listen as as uh, they pay Victoria, like, the most amount of respect. And then they turn to Hoso and are like, you've been traveling a lot. What was that like? Like, it was just so weird. Yeah. 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 I, um... I don't know. I felt weird about it being a three-way interview. I felt weird about the setup of it. And again, not to bring up Drag Race, but they used to say, we're doing the podcast, what's the tea? And they would have like microphones out there. And now they just say, you're going to have a little kiki with Rue and Michelle. Yeah, because the podcast doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. So like, just say like, you're going to talk to us. Well, this is a way for them to plug their podcast. But put microphones out. Okay. Coco described the fright feet accurately. She said, the little one goes, well, why do you think we made you do that? And I feel like the better way to ask that question is like, what did you get out of the fright feet? Yeah, what did you learn? 
But Coco basically says it's a way to see if your fears are stronger than your hopes and your dreams. And I was like, oh, that truly is what it is. The way they talked about the fright feats on this season being so intense and crazy and just let's torture people for no fun. And you're like, no, they were nothing. They were eat a bunch of hot stuff, eat a bunch of what we thought was brains. That's how they were on their podcast too. Like Ian, I guess Ian is the one who goes and picks the fright feats and like produces that segment. And he, they were talking about them. Like they were so fucking horrifying and stuff. And I was like, again, you're just renting out space at a, at a, at a public venue. Yeah. It's not like you're doing anything. Owned 27 dresses in Fullerton, California. Yeah. And she, and part of it is that you have to sit there and listen to her while she talks to you. And that's the scariest. That's where it ends. That's the 17th (laughs) room. Catherine Heigl smoking a cigarette pregnant. But I feel like on the earlier seasons, it was way more they fucked were, up. Yeah, it was like real stuff, and this just wasn't. Weren't and they, they were like pass. stapling each other in the forehead and shit like that? Yeah, you had to staple money to yourself. There was the ones where you get pierced, you had to eat spiders for one of them. The, the real pig brains, the tattoos. Like, what happened to all that? And I understand, like, okay, maybe contestants won't join because they don't want to do that stuff. Whatever happened to predictability? The milkman, the paper The meter maid. Oh. Even at the meter maid. Sorry, I just got to finish. Even MTV! Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like fucking torture these people. <laughs> yeah. Now, should they be called torture for fun or the fright feet? Which name do I you like I think they more? should just be called um, pretend to be scaled. Tonight, today we're putting on our acting panties. <laughs> yeah. Get in this tube and pretend to be scared. Dot com slash org. Um, okay, so Hoso was asked if she's going to move to the States. She said, no, I've got such a strong community in South Korea that looks up to me. I'm staying there. Uh, the Big Boule asks Hoso about her relationship with Astrid and Abora. And, uh, right back. Uh, right back to the twinked love triangle. And Hoso just basically says, like, you know, I've been with my partner for four years. We are in an open relationship. What we do outside of that relationship doesn't necessarily affect what we have inside of it. So I'm cool. And they were like... A very mature answer. And then the Big Boulay was like, see? Now that... It, doesn't it seem like... My first response was it seemed like the Big Boulay is like, I've been trying to get an open relationship for years. Uh, she was trying <laughs> to open something up. You know what I mean? With that fucking arm tattoo. She's the fister. The little one sits in the corner and tells her what to do. <laughs> um. Now, uh, Victoria, they ask her about all of her um, drag babies and if she would have ever aborted one. And I guess there was some issues and drama with another contestant that was her drag daughter and now they don't speak, which they were trying to bring that up. I don't know. Girl, I can't even follow that. Um. And then the uh, um, uh, the big one's name is Drac, right? Drac Morta? Yeah, I guess. So Drax says, okay, now a serious question. And Ian loses it. He laughs so hard because he knows what's coming, which is um, who would Victoria slap in the face if she could? I felt like Ian, when 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 the Big Boulay said, now a serious question, Ian was laughing like that clip of Alyssa Edwards when she wrote her rose jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to ask her about slapping a person oh, in the face. We're going to get it. Oh, oh. 
I don't know. I just good. didn't feel like it was as much of a gotcha moment they were, as they maybe yeah, thought it was going to be. They were also laughing so hysterically during this podcast thing where it's like, and I get it, we have a podcast and sometimes I lose it and start laughing. But this, and none we enjoy of it each other's like, company. Yeah, and none of, but none of it felt like it was actually that funny. Like they were just sitting there like, oh, look at us. Oh, we did such a good job. Well, ask Miss Thing who leaves us reviews on our YouTube channel what she thinks about us and she may be sitting here. Well, she'll she'll let us, us have it. To hell, dragging us down to the phantom realm, uh, and then back, and back up, and then dropping then us back, back down. down. Yeah. But no blood, no one will no get blood. rained blood on. Um, there's just like more drama. I loved how messy the question was. Like, you didn't give us a discount on our breastplate, that was very funny. That was funny. And they accused Victoria of getting James Mansfield, James Madison. Who was it? James Majesty. I wrote James Madison, the old James former, Madison, the former president. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, James Majesty well, too high the before realm. a floor show. Yeah, 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 that's uh, yeah. Getting them too high before a floor show, which I think when I was on tour with James, they smoked and they were fine. That was years ago, though. The thing, the ultimately the thing that I took away from this, like the most heartfelt moment and lesson that I took away from this. And I think that a lot of us who have sort of made a career, I was listening to Jinx's podcast with Z-Way. Uh-huh. And Jinx and Z-Way were having a conversation about how like nowadays a person could make a video on TikTok and go super viral and that can quickly turn into like big opportunities slash maybe a career or a television show or a big podcast or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it used to be, yes, there was always nepotism and yes, there was always like, you know, a moment of being plucked from obscurity, but it used to be after doing your 10,000 hours or a decade's worth of work, you sort of uh, elevated to a point where your success was, or um, you were rewarded for your hard work with a little bit of success. Um, and I really connect to that because the idea of like, oh, been like hustling for years and years. Now I feel like an expert in certain things, uh, and it doesn't feel unearned when stuff is successful. So I loved what Coco said about in the past, she won pageants. And even though she was handed the sash, nothing about her career was handed to her. She was basically told, do whatever you want. The rain is what you make of it. And she reflected that back. And she said, I am going to, I don't, she basically said, you can crown me and I deserve to be crowned. But if you don't, bitch, I'm going to be fine yeah. because I know how to make a career for myself. And I really appreciated that whole sentiment. And I've been thinking a lot about stuff like that and thinking about you and how successful like you have, you know, how many things you've created that are are going well for you that have nothing to do with you being like plucked onto a reality show. Yeah. Or that no one remembers me from being on. Honey, season one. Season one. But I, it also, I completely agree with her. And I think the Boulets, maybe on their podcast or somewhere, were like, we're not trying to, like, find replacements for ourselves. We're not trying to find the third Boulet. We're just trying to, like, find someone that will further the brand and, like, we can elevate their own drag. And this is a stepping stone for them. And I think that that is what Coco is taking from this. And that's why I think that my prediction from last week is right. That Victoria will win because she needs the legacy win and she wants it so bad. And she's going to stay home and make breastplates. She's going to do the tour. Then she's going to go home and like build fake bodies and shit like that. And just 
be, it's like the Chad That's Michaels. That's what she win. wants to do. You know right. what I mean? She doesn't it seem is like, like the girl the Chad that wants. Michaels win. Yeah, and then Coco will be the people's win, and Hoso is there because they deserve to be there and should probably. I agree. In a, in a different world, in a different edit of this, probably should have won because of the amount of stuff they got done in such a small amount of time. But also, I wrote this on the outline. I mean, there is like a huge thing, representation for South Korea. Like, her position in the top three, even though she's not the winner, it's like, she's going to go home and be the winner in her own yeah, world. Absolutely. And so that's why, to me, this prediction makes sense. Now, I did feel like me and Coco might be twins when she told the story about hooking up with a 59-year-old man at 2 a.m. in a car that doesn't have a license plate. I said, well, now, wait a minute. Does she read my book? She also thinks Eva's hot, and I know you like them little otters covered in hair. Not Eva, though. Too emotional. Oh, okay. Um, and then uh, the big boule throws a little shade at Astrid and Dolly when she says, oh, Coco, um, how do you feel about the drag tenants? I know you perform with Astrid and Dolly and not, so you've got filth covered. And everyone was like, ooh. But it's like, bitch, yeah, that's filthy. one of your tenants. They're that's filthy. not shady. And apparently Astrid doesn't shower, according to the cast. Oh, so that was the vibe. Maybe that's the vibe. She got this thing. But Dolly's smelled very clean. You smelled the butthole or the, the candy sack? Just the candy sack. The candy corns? Melt them candy corns on my testicles. They, they were melted. They were very soft. They're squishy. Um, all right. And then they asked Coco. They said, friend zone or fuck zone? And then all we saw were three options, which I thought was a limited list. Yeah. Frankie Doom, Loris, Deep Cuts, <laughs> and then Victoria Elizabeth Black. And she basically was like, friend zone, friend zone. Friend and fuck. Yeah. What a weird... What a weird question. And then they were like, cackle. And she went, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my witch cackle. And then we're <laughs> back in the boudoir again. Should so we take let's a break? take a break. Yeah. I am going to go to sleep. I can't believe Back in you, the boudoir. You're drinking that martini straight from the shaker. Not you didn't even pour it in a glass. I wish we are doing this at, in the afternoon, so I can't get drunk and scream about it. I just this episode was just so boring. Truly, boring. I watched it twice. I watched you've it been twice. watching them twice most of the season. Yes, just to like make sure I'm catching everything that I need to catch. And There's this one, Mama. So is this, back in the boudoir, they act like they just came from the interview, but they're in totally different clothes. Do you believe this to be the day of the final runway? Yeah, probably. This is probably in the morning. And now is the time for them to pull out their yet-to-be-finished final moments and do that last-minute work that Victoria loves to drag Coco for. Meanwhile, it's all just for the cameras. Not, yeah. Yeah. But Hoso did say that they created their look completely there on set. And I mean, Victor, the way... The way, the um, way it Coco, looked, it seemed like they all did. Well, not Victoria, because she made all of those silicone body parts at home. Yeah. And then when they showed her, like, welding something... It was oh, she actually had the grinder and stuff. Just the metal grinder to make the sparks that was part of her performance. Yeah. 
Which so, is again where I it got confused because it seemed like Vicky was the only one the new like when you hear you have to do a performance to a song, I think I would have done what Hoso and Coco did, which was like, okay, when the song starts, I'll start performing. But Vicky had like the longest lead in and a full story and like actors and a rehearsal and like she used the screen and the other two just didn't. So well, Hoso used the screen. Yeah, but not like Vic, like Vicky did a performance and then did a second performance. Yeah, she created an intro to set up why and how she was lip syncing to the song. Yes. Okay, so Coco, um, they do this really funny thing where they like pretend to take, they each get like the boudoir for like a moment of solo work and they come in, they sort of look around, take a heavy breath, walk to their items. Then they tell the camera what they're planning to do. And then they sort of like yawn or like crack their knuckles and like leave the room for the next one to come in. I hated it. It's like they're <laughs> pleading their cases to the camera. Like I deserve to win because I work Coco, so hard. Coco's look is inspired by the black widow spider. Hoso is building like a cocoon and becoming an insect queen. And then Victoria is sort of like, it's a little bit mad scientist and a little bit like reflecting on her own personal life as like a young Victoria. Yeah. My Um, standout moment before the pleading the case is when Coco was like, I don't even think she wore this look that she was doing, but she was like putting a breastplate that had like a little bejeweled tank top on top of it, sort of shimmering, shimmying it down a mannequin. Yeah. And they showed the B-roll in slow motion. So her, her breastplate titties were just like bouncing. bouncing. It was so good. Yeah. Um, whose impassioned boudoir speech were you the most moved by? Initially, I feel like Coco's has the most emotional, like Victoria's like, I want this legacy. Yeah. I deserve it. I'm good at it. Coco feels like there's a lot more behind it as like an artist. But I got to say the way Hoso. I think Hoso slayed it. Sort of turned the speech into this like I'm galvanized and ready and dedicated. I was like, oh, she got my I be- yeah, yeah, I believed hers the most. Like it felt the most real. And then. I like completely I didn't completely forget about the cancer thing, but like I forgot that that was like a huge inspiration in her drag. And she like didn't bring it up at all this season. Well, because really? she's fucking in remission, yeah. girl. And she doesn't want to be known as the person the cancer who's girl. always talking about her cancer survival. Good for her. So then we take it take it to the, the floor show. Oh no, this is before that. So the Boulet brothers come out. They're in structured red and black dresses. They almost look like, bur- it looked like carnival almost, but like spooky. Oh yeah, because they're wearing like, like wings. The cutouts were stacked on each other, almost like yeah, insect talons or the outline of a bird wing or like something. I uh, my only concern was like, how are they gonna sit? I wonder how they did sit. I think they took off the bottom half, and this shot was like a more of a two shot. Now, who sent us something about someone's dirty toenails? That felt really messy. Wait, what? Someone said if you zoom in on the still shot of the small one that they posted, like that the Boulets posted, you zoom in, you can see like toenails that are dirty. 
that's 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 t- on this look. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, I think maybe it's just edited. Yeah, the little one's toenails are like look like she's been crawling in dirt. Yeah, there's like a line of dirt on the tip of each toenail. All right, that's. I mean, sometimes you can't. It help. felt so messy. Oh, they whoever... still follow me. It says follow back question mark. No. Um. The winner will be crowned the ultimate titan of Dragula and will win one hundred thousand dollars, a prize that is courtesy of the Boulay Brothers. And they'll headline the world tour, which is going no, to America and Australia. The world tour? I think, to me, to headline, you'd have to perform. Oh. Did you ever find that video of them singing at Queen Kong? No. Unfortunately not. It was really Whatever bad. happened to predictability? Ability. What if they were singing the Full House theme song at Queen Kong? She might as well have been. It was some weird country song. The Milkman, the Meter the Maid. The Maid. Even VH1. Can you tell how tired I am? Can you tell how tired I am? Do you I see don't... that my eyes are actively closed? Right okay, now let's finish time? this episode. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> I fell asleep during this episode, the first time I watched it. And okay, the second. Then they do the floor show. We've already started our thoughts. I already mentioned them. I think that... Um, I agree that I think Hosto had the most, the best lip sync, but had not a lot going on. I think Victoria really stole the show. I mean, hers had a storyline beforehand about like watch, like, and it was videos of her as a child making her own horror film. Yeah, I she ate for me personally. The Coco performance was the one that I wanted to watch. I. Really liked her look. I loved her big, like, overdrawn the, lips. I loved the swoopy hair. I loved the idea that she was a spider. I loved the way she used the boys. But can I just say, as a person who hires backup dancers and likes to be flanked by boys, just because you are gay doesn't mean that the backup dancers always need to wear harnesses jock straps like they can just wear clothes like they could wear like shorts and a t-shirt that you design like i get like the strappy harnesses much more like fashion design or stage wear but like when they wear just like a sex harness and a jock strap to be a backup dancer i don't know that just feels like it's not a real choice it's like a choice that our gay elders somehow made for us, and we I, just have it was to follow through. Probably just through. easier for them to be like, "What do you all have that you can all wear today?" I know, but I just think as like the world as a whole, like if you're a drag queen and you have backup dancers, like they don't need to be in harnesses and jockstraps. Well, I put mine in jockstraps and fat slut shirts, but they're go-go dancers. No, at, at the page. Yeah, I thought that was bad. <laughs> like you don't Wait, get a pass for it just because we're is, friends. What was what did yours wear at the show? At the show that we just you just did in Austin? Um they wore jock straps. Okay. But thematically my show was about fat, like eating fat hairy butt. Okay. Like Victoria, put your put them in lab coats. 
Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? I kind of, but then, and then they get I, up there. To me, and- I'm like, you don't get a pass because you could easily get them like matching sets and things. Babe, I did when I played a fat slut, they were purple shorts. They were all matching. No harnesses. Chunkita merch tank tops. Like, I don't put them in harnesses and I don't choreograph them to go right hand, left hand, right that hand. That was, yeah. Fake. That was bad. No, do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you, you don't have to do the things that have somehow been established by Vanessa Hudgens to be faggoty. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. We need to take a break. Okay. They loved the boulets were back and they loved the floor show. They couldn't get enough of it. They thought Victoria was really creative. They loved all of the work that she put in. I mean, and it was. Did it you was like really... the song? We didn't even talk about the song. I to be honest, I was like, this is a well-written song. The song structure is good. The quality of the song sounded good. It all sounded good. I wouldn't ever like listen to it on my own because that's not my style or aesthetic, but I had no qualms about it. Sometimes you listen to songs and you're like, Ooh, girl. Yeah. Um, they said that Victoria was creative and her concept was unmatched. Hoso nailed the lip sync and they loved Coco's look and makeup. Um, they still called it DIY, but they say that that's her style. And then they go on this whole thing where they're like, I think she's got the biggest breasts that have ever appeared on television. Yeah. Do you? You know, when I think about that, I just think about, like, whatever happened to... Responsibility. <laughs> the male meter man, maid. The meter, the meter maid. maid. The meter maid MTV. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> now, this I found interesting. Drac Morta, good old... BB basically was like, this was a fun experiment, but we will never do Titans again. Yeah. And that's when I was like, wait, what is going on? Yeah. What did that mean in that moment? On their podcast, and I'm not trying to blame anybody here, but on their podcast, they tried to blame all the contestants for not like doing their jobs and like basically trying to be like this show this flop this uh, this season was a flop because like we can't force anything we can't pick this like people think that we pick the elimination order and blah 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 we were supposed to have a final two but like you know it's not up to us what happens and it's like actually that would have made sense if you would have left abora gone during the first episode we would be down to a final two now my curiosity is like who is making that decision if not them. Right. And also, like, how are you already calling it a flop inside of the season before it's even, like, this aired whole or been edited? Felt like they were just saying that. Like, the intro sequence and the outro, they were like, and that's the end of chapter one of Dragula. We've, this was not our best. Like, it was like, they're not saying it, but it sounds like that's what they're trying to get at. Like, yes, they're aware that this was bad. But it's like... How many hours of footage do you have? You could edit anything to be good. No one asked you to make these episodes an hour and 15 minutes long. Exactly. And it's interesting because, you know, then Swanthula, the little one, says, 
oh no, baby, we'll be back. We're doing this again, 100%. We're doing this again. And then they have that weird thing that you just said where they sort of say, well, let's see this as tying up the first chapter. And I'm like, the first chapter included four full seasons. Two, like, a re- jump return from, season. A jump from, like, YouTube to something Wild bigger. to Netflix to Amazon to Shudder. Yeah, so, like, a big movement on distribution plus resurrection. Maybe they're saying they're leaving AMC, or, like, maybe they're leaving Shudder to go st- to AMC, like, actual TV. Yeah. So that when these girls say we're on national television, they'll actually be on national television. And not on a website. And not on a website. Huh. I don't know. It just feels weird. The whole, I mean, this whole thing felt weird at the end that there was no triple, like, there was no crowning. Yeah, also, okay. So what we're looking at. I'm sorry at, I'm skipping forward. This just like nothing fucking happened. Well, no, after they talk, they're like, well, let's do it. And then I thought, as I was typing the outline, I watched it. And then I was like, oh, nothing happens. They show all the contestants. And next week, we're going to get, like, a reunion plus a crowning. Like, that's truly what I thought is. I thought they filmed a reunion. We were going to do a half an hour's worth of twink drama. And then they filmed three endings, and one of them was going to air. Because I was like, there's no way they're ending just shy of the last week of the year. There's no way they're ending on episode 10 or on episode 9 instead of episode 10. So I was like, that's what they're going to do. And then basically after they talk about one, two, three of the contestants, we never hear from or see the contestants again. They do their floor show and that's it. Then the camera pans through this hallway, sort of stopping on each photo of the queen that has been dropped back to hell and ending on Victoria. And the voiceover says the true Dragula super monster is Victoria Elizabeth Black. Done. She won. She won. But like, that's it. That's it. That's it. What did we watch? We didn't even go back to the the feed for free on the couch Bride of Frankenstein's moment. I think they did at the end. Or maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Maybe. That was just... It just like felt so abrupt. Here, here's what I'm thinking. Did footage get lost? Ooh. Because why wouldn't there be a crowning? Did maybe someone on set get COVID and then they couldn't film it? So they just ended with this? Possible. Because it, it, I don't think, it doesn't rub me that they would be proud of whatever this was. Right. Although they have to act like they are and they have to defend their baby. This was not it. And I don't understand why or without any, like, is there a surprise? There's no reunion episode, apparently, according to them. It's just the nine episodes. And they'll never do it again. And also, like... And I'm looking at... I mean, on IMDb, it says the grand finale, episode nine. Usually, they'll put the number of episodes. Maybe Victoria doesn't want to, like, spoil it for people who haven't watched it. But she hasn't posted anything about it. I don't think they're allowed to post... Like, I think that they... Wait a week or like f- until Friday or something because they always post their looks a little later. She didn't even have like a, they didn't put a crown on her head. And the whole thing is that they crown and then they dump blood on you. That's well, yeah. like iconically Dragula. 
it's crazy to me. Yeah, that's why I'm saying something must have gone wrong on set or something. Because there's no way that they wouldn't do the one thing everyone it's it's like known for. There's literally like when they show the winners, they show Vander getting blood dropped on her. That's like the big cut. They show Landon getting the blood drop, bitch getting the blood drop. And Victoria gets a picture frame. Whatever happened to dumping blood on somebody? The postman, the meter maid, <laughs> all on MTV. Even the butcher dumping blood. Well, Meatball, we've made it to the end of Spooky Seconds, and this now is our last podcast episode of 2022. I uh, thought, I uh, thought, thought, that we would actually have to do one next week because no, of- we're free. The I thought there were going to be 10 episodes, but this is it. Great. Does that mean that we get paid less? It does. We're we're not working. We're only working three weeks in December and three weeks in January. You got something to say? I'm going to talk to my lawyers. About that contract you never signed? No, I looked. I did sign. <laughs> oh. But I do know when it ends. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you're going to leave our show high and dry. I would never. Now we're back in the... Oh, no. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Spooky Seconds. I guess, do you want to do a quick wrap-up? What did you think of the whole season as a whole? Uh, What did I think of a whole season as a whole? A mess. It was fun to see the artistry. I wish all the episodes were 45 minutes and I wish they were edited differently. I love and respect all of these drag artists. I love the drag that they do. I just feel like the lens in which we are shown what they do, how they do and shown the way they're forced to do like fake TV drama doesn't really make sense to me. It's not. Yeah. It's not giving what I think it's, supposed to get what it had and should have well yeah it seems like there was just so much stuff that like was it could have been better for me overall i agree that we weren't given enough of like the actual artistry which is what i'm more interested in watching on dragula is seeing how these and so i don't know i think maybe next season some stuff where we actually have to watch them create the costumes and it's an extra day of filming or something like yeah something that's more interesting or they have to work together to create something so that there's actual real conflict that's happening and not I over can, the top i can remember the, stuff. the sigourney and mary cherry drama of like Part, yeah. she didn't realize that sigourney was the group leader and then she literally did the trisha paytas meme in the rehearsal huh huh what what Oh. oh, okay. Oh, okay. She's in charge. <laughs> I didn't know you were in charge. And they were all like, like you weren't in charge real. for three hours? Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited for that. I, I, I also think what you said about the... Oh, I also think... I also loved this season how casual and playful the boulets got in their own yeah. chat and in the judging. They are becoming more uh, enduring better hosts. Yeah. and better hosts, and that's very exciting. Still not great, though. Um, Looking forward to Chapter 2, whatever it may be, of the Boulet Brothers Dragula, now on 
Zoom. Zoom plus. <laughs> Whatever. People, anything to wrap up the year with here? 2022 is over. Uh, had a the wonderful- year of the hog. Was it really? No. I'm a hog. Have it. I had a wonderful time on the pod. Let's do it again next year. Faggots. We love to do it again next year. Goodbye. I hope you all have a wonderful time. Doing whatever it is that you but do. you do. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.